the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. If you want to find out more information about some of the lovely opportunities, including Experience Israel coming up later this year with Alistair Begg, Georgine Rice, and Chris Kelly, shoot me an email, Mike Lee at kpdq.com. In the studio, we've got a couple of very special guests. We have lead pastor Ed Grant from New Life Christian Center on Webster Road in Milwaukee. How are you today, Ed? Great, Mike. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. And we also have a local businessman, Jim Allen from Value Based Incorporated. Jim, it's a pleasure to meet you, sir. How are you doing? Good. Good to be here. I'm going to start off with you, Jim, because I'm just meeting you for the first time. Where are you from? And can you tell us a little bit about Value Based Incorporated? Mm -hmm. Live in Sherwood, been in Oregon for about 30 years. Uh, Value Based is a small consulting training speaking company, and we work primarily with sales and marketing professionals, technology, and higher education folks that want to learn how to market and sell better. Um, What we do is uh, impart practices, processes, training that uh, is based really on biblical principles as best we can, but we don't quote scripture. It's kind of under the radar. Um, and, uh, obviously if we have a chance to witness beyond that, we'll take advantage of it, but normally it's, uh, just, uh, just kind of walk it, talk it, do it. It really runs along the same times of what we call marketplace ministry as a member of the Christian Chamber of Commerce of the Northwest. We need to do more than just preach to the choir. We need to live it in the marketplace and the actions and the words that we share, but more, probably more importantly, the actions that we take as business people in the community will often speak more to people than whatever tract you can hand them or drama you could invite them to. And I'm not downplaying the significance of those, mind you, but it's the everyday dealings of life that really tend to speak to people. There's an author, Nancy Piercy, who was recently on uh, with Georgine, and she wrote a book called Total Truths. And the premise Mm. of the book is she grew up in a Christian family, agnostic at best. And when she was in her young teen years, she had questions and no one sufficiently answered them for which led her to this whole quest and eventually owning her own faith for good and following Christ. And Total Truths, among other things, explains the importance to live out our faith Monday through Saturday, not simply Sundays between 10 and 1045. And it's sometimes a lot easier to say than it is to put into practice. I have friends who are contractors or work in the automotive industry or real estate management And often they don't think twice of dropping an F-bomb on a regular basis. And the the justification is because that's how we've always done it or that's just how we do it in my industry. That just falls flat to me. It's not good enough. So I love the fact that you're doing this, Jim Allen, not only through value-based incorporated as a degree of a sales mentor figure, but you're also doing it through another group called Co-Labor Ministries, and they have a website to find out more information on called colaborministries.org. So can you tell us about your relationship with them and maybe Blake Schellenberg and how you got involved in Co-Labor Ministries in the first place? Yeah, Blake and I go back a few years. We attended the same church and uh, just kind of crossed paths as business folks over probably about 10 years. 
And uh, Blake started this ministry. It really began with uh, some business folks getting together to pray for other businesses. Uh, some of the members of the group were challenged with cash flow or sales or expense levels, and uh, we just began to pray for one another. And so I think I was about a month or two after it actually began, and uh, we've been doing that since. And uh, in fact, I just came from 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 a meeting, a prayer meeting with another gentleman who's got a, a small business. We we're praying for him and his wife, and uh, it's just great to get out into the community. We bring lunch in, um, we we host that, and we just really kind of ask them what we can pray for. But oftentimes, what's prayed for is different than what they think, which is always a neat surprise. And uh, it's uh, just uh, really a blessing to be a part of it. We got probably about uh, three hundred on our list. We have a three groups now that go to different parts of the city to go uh, take lunch in and pray. And we typically uh, uh, will go, we're even in different cities now within the state of Oregon. We've gone international. We've got guys in China wanting to do this. We've had teams go back to New York, uh, Denver, Colorado, Florida. It's really grown quite quickly. That is a wonderful thing. And you had a, a big part of its launch, lead pastor Ed Grant from New Life Christian Center, didn't you? Um, some might say that we just, uh, my wife and I were trying to help Blake and Linda with some structural things in the very beginning of setting up a ministry and <clears throat> had helped them in a, in a minimal way. So yeah, it's been, it's been good to see the growth. Well, I'm happy for you. Keep doing what you're doing. And is there any in particular a strong gut feeling you got to, to get together in the first place? Because this wasn't the kind of th- thing that the average lead pastor is going to go out of his way to do, right? Uh, yeah, that I, I, I think that's probably true. We have um, a lot of people who uh, want to stay within the local church, just the local church. And I feel like that there is so much that can be done through local churches, strengthening the community, strengthening other uh, business leaders. And um, I was helping, uh, in fact, my wife and I, again, were we're helping uh, at a tent revival a number of years ago down off of I-5. Went for 10 or 11 weeks. Uh, Blake and Linda Schellenberg were the, the, like the healing ministers that pray for people afterwards. So my wife and I stayed. We committed. Uh, and the next thing you know, <clears throat> there was the desire and kind of the vision for Co-Labor Ministries. And boom, it started. And it's it's really grown, as Jim mentioned. It's it's reaching out in within the U.S. and outside the U.S. as well. So so with co-labor ministries getting together on these regular meetings for business people to simply meet, fellowship, lift up each other, encourage each other, and pray for each other and each other's businesses, what's the primary size of such a group to stay effective? Can you get too big? Can there be too few people that you need a little bit more to really delve into each other's lives and lift each other up. You know, we often think we have two or three show up that that's too small. Excuse me. But uh, what we actually find out is that was a divine plan. You know, we really didn't need more than that. The right people were there to to really minister. We've had groups as large as 20, 25. Uh, Typically, we would find five to probably eight or nine prayers are the best size. We tend to have everyone has a chance to pray hear out the uh, people we're praying for. Um, but uh, typically we'll have, like, say, three or four of those going on. So our team is normally 20 to 25 active people any given Friday. And is this a regional thing like we do in the Christian Chamber where there's a Gresham chapter meeting and mm-hmm. there's a Newburgh chapter meeting, and then once a month we'll have a big lunch and learn, whether it's Vancouver, 
Tualatin or, or Salem's. So are most of these meeting very regularly? Do you take breaks in between? Do they meet with other regional groups? And how does it work when people come out of vastly different industries? I mean, can can a piano player, teacher learn much, glean much, and encourage uh, an auto body repairman, for instance? Great questions. Um, we've got a downtown Portland chapter. It's actually held in an attorney's office, which is a, really a great, great environment. Uh, the, the attorney, or the law firm happens to be mostly all Christians. So they actually host it in their conference room, downtown Portland. We have a West Side location in Tualatin that we meet in Sterling Communications. That's, again, a, a, one of the members offers his office space for this. We have a group in Vancouver. It's just getting started. And we have a group that oftentimes works, works kind of the East County. Um, answer your question, we've had artists come in. We've had authors come in to be prayed for. We've got um, all walks of life. Uh, we have ministry people come in for prayer, but mostly it's small businesses. Um, that, uh, but, you know, it's interesting when you're, when you're being led by the Spirit, um, he knows what this person needs prayer for. So oftentimes, regardless of your background, uh, you'll have a word for these people. It's uh, pretty amazing. So... It's diverse, but it's okay. It's not like everyone's got to come out of the, the tech or banking industry to be able to glean from each other and lift each other up because the common thread would be belief in Christ and wanting to grow in him exactly. and grow our businesses in ways that would honor him. And that's not always easy to do. That's right. Yeah. In fact, you often have to watch it because I have a technology background. So I'm often thinking, gosh, if we're going to pray for a software company, I need to be there and I'm going to get some words. Well, I oftentimes might get business ideas that come, and that's really not appropriate maybe at this point. Maybe that, that gets into coaching and counseling. We try to really stick to prayer and really being led by the Spirit. That, count, that coaching and cult consulting, I guess, if you would, would happen at a different time kind of outside that, uh, that environment. And there are certainly forums for that and necessary ones, but how do you prevent a co-labor ministry prayer gathering of business people? From getting businessy, from getting to a point where it's a uh, oh, let me let me sell you this program exactly. that'll help solve your problems. Yeah, we we have some guidelines, and that's pretty much uh, don't bring your business cards uh, or keep them in your pocket. We can do that afterwards, but uh, it's really been we've had a couple instances where you know some people are kind of networking and maybe looking at it as that opportunity, but with grace and just with the love, we try to kind of pull them aside, just say hey, you know, that's really not the time for this, and they'll they'll, they'll either not come back or. Uh, which is, you know, that's, that, that's okay. But uh, normally they'll just say, yeah, I completely understand. So how many people do you have going on in these co-labor ministries meetings right now? We've got, uh, like I say, three to four groups. And uh, normally we'll have five to seven per session. Mm-hmm. We've got about, uh, I think last count, 30 or 40 different churches represented. So it's across denominations. Oh, that's wonderful. It's, am- it's amazing. It's so healthy to see that. Yeah. It's uh, just... Uh, uh, been a real blessing, you know. You mentioned getting together on a monthly basis. Typically, every month or two, we'll meet at Ed's Church, uh, which has really been a key part of co-labor. You asked that question earlier, Mike. Uh, you know, we don't really have a lot of pastors and professionals, kind of church staff, that are part of this group. It's all business folks. But, is is that a good thing or is it a bad thing? Well, we're not against that. We'll have some come in, but you know, Ed has been a pastor who's kind of stepped right in, feels a part of the group, and we love him. And he opens up his church for these meetings. We'll have we call them uh, uh, food and Fun and fellowship, I think, is what Blake and Linda came up with. But uh, no, fun, really I cool think it's, things. Uh, lunch and uh, really cool stuff. Yeah, lunch and really cool stuff. Yeah. And we'll have a little <laughs> bit of teaching. It'll be a time for mostly the team to get together, fellowship, encourage, pray for one another. And uh, we'll host that at uh, Ed's church. So 
Lunch and really cool stuff coming your way when you team up with Co-Labor Ministries. Co-Labor Ministries has a website you can find out more information at. That's colaborministries.org, colaborministries.org. And we're speaking with Jim Allen from Value Based Incorporated and Pastor Ed Grant, the lead pastor of New Life Christian Center in Milwaukee. We're going to be hearing more about the 2015 Clackamas County Mayors and Civic Leaders Prayer Breakfast coming up Thursday, May 7th, next on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Clark Hilton is across the glass, and you are listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Mike Lee here with Pastor Ed Grant, who's the lead pastor of New Life Christian Center in Milwaukee, and Jim Allen of Value Based Incorporated, and he's also a part of Co-Labor Ministries with more information on these get-togethers where you can meet with other business people and lift each other up and pray for each other on a regular basis. And if you're looking for a chamber-type setting or a networking opportunity, it's not a good fit. But tell us more about Co-Labor Ministries and your meetings, please, Jim Allen. Well, I was mentioning, uh, you know, we have these quarterly um, lunch and learn and really cool stuff. That was it, right? And (laughs) and, uh, uh, we actually had one, I'll just tell a brief story here, is not far from here, uh, where we're going to have a different experience for the business people that arrived. They're called treasure hunts. And the idea is that you break into groups of five or six, and you just wait and pray for maybe five or ten minutes. Everyone's kind of looking for clues. And you write them down, and then you share what you get. And the clues that came out of our particular group was a gas station off uh, 205, red gaudy hat, a man carrying a sign. Um, and then someone else got, I think, um, uh, I think that those are the primary clues. So we said, well, where do we go? Let's find a gas station off. So we get in our cars and everyone kind of leaves to find these destinations where you're going to go. It's like a crazy youth group scavenger hunt. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. And the whole idea is to try to find who God might want us to bless and pray for. So how did you come up with these ideas that in these small groups? Well, you just Gas station off 205? Really? Really. (laughs) And you wonder and you say, well, how are we going to connect these dots and try to figure out where we're to go? Well, it's just waiting on the Spirit, and, you know, some are kind of crazy, and you kind of pray through and discern and whittle down the, that list to really what you think are the essential clues that we're supposed to follow. So we just thought, of, well, what's the closest gas station to Ed's church? We went down. It was a station right off of I-205 there, and uh, uh, sure enough, we drive in, and uh, there's a man, a homeless guy, holding a sign, and he had a red gaudy hat on. And seriously? We said, seriously. It just surprised us. That had just come up in your conversation and prayer time, that a yeah. red gaudy hat. Red gaudy hat. And there it was. Exactly. Yep. So so we approached him, myself and another gal that I was ministering with. We said, you know, this is going to sound kind of odd, guys, but we're on a treasure hunt. We're actually looking for someone who fits these clues, and we show them our list. And I said, don't be offended with the hat comment, but, you know, <laughs> you do have a red gaudy hat on. It was really a big, you know, baseball cap, and it's kind of gaudy. But he kind of chuckled. We introduced ourselves, we started to pray, and uh, it ended up, I'm going to re- reduce this story down, where they really, they were, they were hungry, they needed money, one guy was sick, we gave him some money, they went to the local Burger King that was right there, picked up a hamburger, we came back, we prayed, actually prayed for his knee, and one guy had a, a respiratory infection, he said, I had to stop taking my, my antibiotics because I was getting sick, and I couldn't, didn't have money to buy food to take him on a full stomach, so... Um, so we, we prayed for him, and he says, I can't believe this, but I got a burning in my chest, and all of a sudden I can breathe, and it's gone. And we said, well, thank you, Lord. And uh, so we, we said goodbye, blessed him. 
So, so how did he receive this? Obviously, all of a sudden he, he, he was feeling bad and boom, he felt better. He felt but better. How did he feel about the reason why he came to this? I'm curious. Great question. He looks surprised and stunned. He says, I can't believe this. This has never happened to me. He kind of stepped back and he was kind of getting his, 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 his bearings. And I said, well, we just happened to believe that that was God that just touched you. And we think that he may have just healed you of this breathing disorder you have, this, this breathing condition. He says, well, something just happened because I've never felt this way before. This is weird. And then we described, you know, we, we weren't there necessarily to, to, to have a salvation prayer. We're there to bless these guys and to pray for them. But we explained a little bit more. And uh, so we just decided, and I said, well, you know, we're Christians. And if you know, we want to learn more, we can talk about that. But, hey, we were just here to bless you, find the treasure, and, you know, just tell you God loves you. So that, That's fantastic. Could you elaborate a little bit more on what you said, Jim, that you were not there to— bring him to a salvation experience. You just wanted to bless someone. Because I think here in the Christian community, we have a great friction and paradigm a lot of the time. I'll give you an example. If a ministry is helping out, say, a public school with lunches for kids on a Friday where they don't know where the next meal is going to come from, a hot cup of water on a cold day, a cold bottle of water on a hot day, maybe helping out with homework or cleats if they play soccer or supplies, the basics of life. Ministries that do backpack drives in August, right before the school year starts, to try to give a kid an even playing field. And some of these ministries are wonderfully and flagrantly sharing the Word of Christ. And others, it's more subtle or under the radar. And for me personally, I believe there is a place for both. Mm -hmm. I believe that for the ones who get into schools, for instance, and they sign an agreement or somehow have an understanding that between maybe the hours of nine and three, I'm, I'm guessing round numbers here, that they won't proselytize, that they do need to be above reproach. But my gut tells me that if a kid is anti-Christian, because in mainstream media, if it bleeds, it leads. Think about what all mm. the poor police officers are going through since this um, Baltimore rioting has come through. And you know what? Bad ones, take them down by all means. But to make a blanket statement like all cops are bad is irresponsible. Tell you what, though, people are going to run with that. Mm -hmm. And sadly, mainstream media is going to run with that to raise their ratings, to raise their ad dollars. So my gut tells me if a church is helping me out at school, maybe just maybe I'll say yes one of these days if they invite me to their Easter egg hunt or to their youth group or their pizza party. And I see that as a plus. Okay. However, at the same time, I will agree that you don't want to be ashamed of the, your love of Christ and the Word of God. So where is that balance, Jim mm-hmm. Allen, not only as a Christ follower, but also as a businessman? Great. You know, I think one precedes the other. As we love and we give, typically that can almost shift the atmosphere, shift what's going on, and uh, that opens up the heart and the interest. What's interesting about this story is as they continue to share a little bit about their lives, one had been looking into Buddhism and one nicknamed himself Zen. I think that was it. One. So uh, they actually had been on the spiritual journey, but they're homeless guys, been, out of, been on the streets for two or three years. So, um, in fact, we did do one other thing at the end of that prayer time. I said, well, I just had a strong sense that they're, they're heading to San Francisco. That was what their sign said, San Francisco. And uh, I said, you know, I have a sense of between now and San Francisco and the time you come back, because the weather was turning, uh, and they had to kind of move out of town. Um, I said, I think you're going to get picked up by someone who's going to be a believer, and you're going to have a chance to learn spiritually about Christianity. I said, I, I'm just going to say that. It may not happen, but hey, just take it. We'll see what happens. So anyway, we, uh, we, we part. We go back to the church. We share our stories. 
I'm going, we're all going back to work about one o'clock and I'm driving back down 205, right? And sure enough, I see two guys about five miles down, well, I'm five miles down 205 and there they are, the two guys. I said, well, gosh, I might as well pick them up. At least I can get them to Wilsonville because that's where I work. So I pull over and he's like, hey, how we're high five and they're CNS. And but another gal drives by me who happened to be on the prayer team together, had prayed with me. And she's beeping her horn and she's heading to, back to her work. Anyway, we get south of I-5. I had to pull over at Wilsonville. Uh, there's a, uh, actually, I work at the South Wilsonville exit, but the next exit down is, is a, a road stop. Or a, what do you call it? Road stop. One of those rest stops. Rest stops, yeah. So I, I figured, well, I'll, I'll take them down that far. So we pull over the rest stop and uh, we're talking. And I said, you know, um, I'm just having a sense I'm supposed to maybe tell you a little bit about my faith. By that time, they were open. Their hearts were open. We talked a little bit more. Um, and he talked about wanting to be a chiropractor, and that was his dream. And he was thinking about getting off the road and, and just really kind of turning his life back around, going back home. I really, really encourage him that. Anyway, long story short, he says, um, this is just different. He says, I don't know what has happened in the last hour, but I've never had this kind of experience. He says, I can feel warmth all over my body right now. He says, I think... I think I, I need to, 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 to receive the Lord. I mean, he asked for it. So we led him to the Lord right there in the car. And uh, uh, it was just pretty, pretty, pretty special moment. We both kind of teared up a little bit and uh, traded phone numbers, have not heard from him since. But this is, uh, so, so it ended up in a salvation conversion experience. It was pretty powerful. But it was God's timing. This wasn't your exactly. Christianese checklist saying, you know, pick up homeless guy. Compliment his funky hat, make him feel better, <laughs> yeah. hopefully bring physical healing, and then give him to the sinner's prayer. This wasn't like that. This right. was God prompting you in his perfect timing. It really was. Yeah, special. That's that's <clears throat> really quite amazing. Yeah. What a great testimony. Yeah, it's a great story. So you are a sales consultant, Jim <clears throat> Allen. So what does the expression say? People don't care what you know until they know that you care. That's great. And apparently yeah. you showed this man or the these two men that you did care, which opened up the opportunity for you to pick them up and drive them and, and share with them. That That's uh, a really neat thing. So along those lines, Ed Grant, pastor of New Life Christian Center, Milwaukee, and Jim Allen of Value Basin Incorporated in Wilsonville, is this the kind of thing that you like to encourage in co-labor ministries or that you'd love to see in a secular realm, like the 2015 Clackamas County Mayors and and Civic Leaders Prayer Breakfast, I tend to guess that not all of these civic leaders know the Lord quite yet. So I wonder how they take it. Do they take it like an election year plus that they have to have their face shown or that it would be politically incorrect to not show because that would make a statement? What do do those who don't yet have faith think about you and Co-Liber Ministries and this event? So I'll I'll try to give an answer. Um, we're just getting started with the uh, mayors and civic leaders prayer breakfast. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. But we have done our best to uh, show honor and to bless the leaders in our community. Uh, we have made it Clackamas County wide. There, last count, there are somewhere between 15 and 16 municipalities in Clackamas County that uh, are incorporated where they have a mayor. There are a few hamlets and villages uh, that don't have a mayor. So it's a pretty large area. And I would say of the 15 or 16 mayors, the last three years, we've had about half of those attend this event in Clackamas at the Monarch Hotel. So we're just getting started. <clears throat> we, our goal is not to sell anything. We really don't want anything or need anything from them. We're 
we're doing our best, uh, Mike, to just bless them, and which is a, a lot along the lines of the heart that we just heard from Jim. We don't want anything or need anything from you, but we feel like we want to help you. I see you have a sign, and we're directed here. So. so in our final minute in this segment or so, tell me how it feels when you're going up to someone who doesn't yet know the Lord, and how do they tend to receive that, that effort, saying, we just want to bless you. We want to honor you. You want we want to pray for you at this breakfast. Do, do they tend to receive that fairly well? Or are there any raised eyebrows or what? Well, it's a great question because um, it seems like in so many uh, ways our society and human er- interaction is built on. Uh, I need something from you, so now I will approach you. I will talk to you. I will you know listen to you, be kind to you. But I have an agenda, mm. and uh, really our agenda is. Um, you know, maybe the one-liner is just to re- release the power and love of heaven to our community. And, you know, we're going to have mayors and civic leaders that don't know Christ and some that do know Christ, and we want to treat them the same. Uh, it's been a great journey. It's been a fun journey so far. Again, we're just getting started. And I don't think God calls us to pick favorites. People, <laughs> right. people most like us, our race, yeah. socioeconomic yeah. class, denomination, right. yeah. that we're called to to pray for those in powers and in authorities. So you can find out a lot more information about this at the website mayorsprayerbreakfast.net. That's mayorsprayerbreakfast.net. My guests are Jim Allen of Value Base Incorporated and Pastor Ed Grant of New Life Christian Center in Milwaukee. And you're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Business mentor and sales consultant Jim Allen is with Wilsonville-based Value-Based Incorporated. You can find out more information about Jim and Value-Based Incorporated at the website valuebased.com. That's valuebased.com. And his cohort in this Clackamas County Mayor's and Civic Leaders Prayer Breakfast is Pastor Ed Grant, who is the lead pastor of New Life Christian Center on Southeast Webster Road in Milwaukee. So how long have you been with New Life Christian Center, Pastor Ed? I'm curious. A uh, long time. Uh, it's been almost uh, 25 years as pastor. You must have started oh, young. You've got uh, a good, a good strong, young look yes, to you. Started, you don't look like you've been anywhere for Started when I was years. six. Yeah. No, <laughs> actually, a lot older than that, but <clears throat> it's been a fun ride so far, and I'm not done yet. Amen oh. to that. So how did you fall into the ministry in the first place? I uh, was uh, called to called to ministry. I was saved in a four square church in Florida, and out of out of kind of the drug and party culture, <clears throat> I uh, dropped out of high school for a while, and just had a lot of wild friends, and had no direction in my life, and came to know Christ. And, you know, to be honest, I went to church for the first time or two uh, to meet girls, mm-hmm. and uh, so but I was saved in a revival meeting back there in the south, and. Or down south in Florida, and so what just, spoke to your heart on that particular day or night or revival, big tent type meeting? Uh, well, actually, it was in a church, uh, revival in a church. But I remember the words. Uh, seemed like something spoke to me. Someone spoke to me. And now I know for sure it was God or the Holy Spirit. And it's like if you leave here tonight the same way that you came in, it's your own fault. And I knew that I was unhappy. And I knew I was searching for something. And and, and the uh, party culture wasn't getting it done for you. Um, it was fun for a little while, but it's like, okay, I'm done with this. I want to move on. It was it's, fleeting. It was momentary. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So has it been going from the partying culture to being a lead pastor here at New Life Christian Center? Well, I think it helps me to uh, understand a lot of um, slices of society. I can certainly uh, sympathize, maybe empathize with some you know, drug addicts. I was never a serious drug addict, I wouldn't say. 
it was you know the pre pre meth days, and there's just a lot of I think a, a lot of uh, torment that people go through once they find addictions like that. But for me, Christ was the answer, and I believe for everybody, Christ is the answer. There's so much in our lives that we we cannot do. We really need the power of God to help us through, and He's just kind of a prayer away or a you know a cry away. So, can you share about some of the things that New Life Christian Center does? throughout our community in the Milwaukee area, besides your partnering with co-labor ministries here? Yeah, we have um, slowly gotten involved with our schools. Um, I'm a lunch buddy with a third grader uh, this year. He was in the second grade last year. So lunch, what is a lunch buddy? Uh, lunch buddy is someone who's approved by, uh, at least our local school district here is North Clackamas Schools, uh, someone who's been you know trained, approved, background check, everything. I go in for 45 minutes or an hour each week. My day is Tuesdays, and I meet with this young man. And uh, last year, second grade, this year, third grade. And he doesn't have um, good role models in his life. His mom and dad are not active in his life. Uh, I think his dad might be incarcerated. Uh, He used to have a grandma and a grandpa that he lived with, and grandpa left. And uh, so he just needs some good role model, adult role models in his life. And so I won't mention his name, of course, because I uh, don't need to, but Certainly. we're having a blast. Um, I usually get to meet him in the classroom. We go to the lunchroom, have lunch together. You know, They allow me to pay for lunch, and I'm able to sit with him. And then we just go hang out on the playground, you know, up and down the slides, uh, skipping rope, uh, just kind of like what a dad and a son would do. So I, I hope I'm a, I'm a good dad figure in his life right now. So I, I'm very committed to him and I already know I want to see him in the fourth grade and the fifth grade, oh, at least for sure the fourth. So hopefully I'll be able to get four or five years with him. So it's a small commitment. I, I think there are 80 to 100 uh, community leaders in our area here that do that because we have over 17,000 students in the North Clackamas School District. I think the fifth or the sixth largest school district in the state. So it's a great program. Kathy Harrison at the North Clackamas uh, District uh, offices uh, kind of runs that program, or at least she, she's a volunteer coordinator. And uh, actually used to work in one of the local churches. So I always feel like uh, she speaks my language, <laughs> uh, kind of church language, so to speak. But um, so we also have been involved with uh, uh, doing remodels on the state offices, at DHS, Department of uh, Human Services in Clackamas, which is So near you're us. part of one church. Am I, am uh, well, actually, that's something that's just brand new. It's called All One. All One. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad okay. you mentioned that because... Um, it's funny, Mike, I, sh- I showed up to a meeting last week, and then I get elected to this board, and so I, I really wanted somebody did, else. Did you show up late they, or something? Uh, well, I, just, I just wasn't able to say, no, 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 I'm not the leader. But So they needed they needed uh, like a director, a secretary, and a treasurer, and so I walked out of the meeting as a treasurer, but it's, it's brand new. Uh, it's really kind of the vision of uh, Pastor Dave Morris over at Hillside Christian Fellowship. Dave's a great guy. Uh, he's been involved with local schools and community, I think, a lot longer than I have, but uh, so all it's a website, uh, uh, all one NC, which stands for North Clackamas, all one NC.org. We just put that together last year. Um, so through all one and which really wasn't, uh, organized yet, but is now we were able to be, an, I think a number of churches, 12 or 14 churches, Mike, and maybe 30 to 40 businesses and, uh, 400 volunteers last year, on um, like a long weekend in February, we went in and did a complete remodel, including brand new custom furniture, uh, new rugs, new paint, uh, new 
decoration, accessories, lamps, pictures on the wall, things at the state offices uh, in Clackamas of the DHS. And when it was all said and done, um, I, you know, we, a lot of estimated somewhere between a seventy-five thousand and a ninety thousand dollar makeover. So if a contractor had gone in, so this is what the church did in our community. We were lucky to be one of a dozen or so churches that helped. You know, we put a flat screen in their planning, uh, their training room. You know, our church bought, we, and we had uh, coffee, commercial coffee makers donated by World Cup Coffee. Um, uh, no, actually, it was downtown. Anyway, I'll think of it in a minute. But we, <laughs> a lot of coffee companies out there. But um, it, it was a lot of fun. So we're involved in that. Uh, we're, we're gearing up again for a backpack buddy, which you mentioned earlier, which takes um, – uh, food in bags to an elementary school on a Friday afternoon. Kids pick up a bag and put it in their backpack so they have extra at home. These are uh, students that the uh, teachers and administrators at the local school believe these kids are at risk of not having enough to eat over the weekend. So just by putting a few things together in a bag and you know, deliver 10, 20, 30, 40, usually most, a lot of schools around here have need for maybe up to 80 bags on the weekend, so we're not able to meet all those. And actually haven't yet start restarted but I know there's an elementary school in our community that one of our leaders uh, is uh, is targeting. So, go ahead. You had a question? I hope we're not too all over the place today, listeners. But you can find out more information at the website all1nc.org. That's all1nc.org. All that's spelled out. No numerals or anything going on right. there. So, can you just tell us, Pastor Ed Grant, a little bit of the history of all one and how you, these different churches and congregations and leaders got together as one force. Well, we, uh, <clears throat> I've been meeting with a group of pastors in this community for over 20 years and we used to meet monthly, meet together like on a Wednesday morning and pray. We're doing it weekly right now. But, um, we knew that after a number of years, it was, it, it was a lot of it seemed like it was all fellowship with no mission. And, you know, that's great for a season of time, but after a while, uh, we know there's something that we want to do. There's so many needs around us. You know, we want to help with family stability. We want to help with homelessness. We want to help with uh, families at risk, single moms, uh, families that are having turmoil where there's anger and abuse in there. And so uh, parenting uh, classes, um, uh, things like that. So immediate impact to the community that surrounds you. Yeah. I mean, and, and really rather than spend a lot of time and money on programs that come through the web and, you know, down the pipe from the denomination or some major Christian uh, supplier, how about we take a better look at our community and find out what's going on out there and let's go and partner with and supplement where there's needs, but really uh, highlight the needs. Say, Lord, what are the needs in our community? How can we help? How can we reorient and uh, shift to meet some needs more practically within our community. And a lot of it takes, I think it takes heart, takes generosity. Mike, we're a long ways from being there. We're a long ways from arriving. But we're one church, you know, one smaller church in this community who's, you know, we're doing our best to go out and meet people and find out what needs are and say, we want to help. I want to bounce this off of both of you, Jim Allen of Value Based Incorporated and Pastor Ed Grant of New Life Christian Center in Milwaukee. Do we sabotage our, ourselves when it comes to partnering with others? Do we go out of our way to find reasons to be divisive rather than get together? For instance, I love what you're doing with All One and helping out the DHS facility and blessing them, Brace Oregon and making pretty rooms. And I look at Feedwell Shugel. Uh, Pastor Rich Blum of Bethel Community Church is one of 
I'm going to guess maybe a dozen of the Kamaswashugal area pastors. And he doesn't introduce himself as the head pastor of Bethel. He introduces himself as a co-pastor of the city of Camus and Washugal. And I love that unity, but it doesn't seem like that's altogether common in a lot of churches today. Any guesses why that might be? Or do we really need to reevaluate how we do things and how we partner or don't partner with other churches? Yeah, it's a great question. I think uh, pastors are fiercely independent. I've been one for 30 plus years. I think we're fiercely independent because we're human and it's just easy to do that. It's easy to protect turf and territory. So So in, in a business model, Jim Allen, would you tend to agree with that? when it comes to ministries and churches as well as business entities? I would agree. Uh, Entrepreneurs are pretty independent people, and that's a lot of what co-labor is. So I'm not saying that this is an issue with us, but at times we've got somewhat independent, self-motivated, entrepreneurial individuals who would have pretty strong opinions and and ways of doing things. Uh, It doesn't show up in our prayer times, but, you know, when we get together outside of that, uh, there can be some testosterone kind of in the room if it's mostly a male group, and uh, we have a tendency to kind of want to do it our way. So when we return, let's talk more about better ways to team up with other brothers and sisters in Christ, as well as elaborate on the Clackamas County Mayors and Civic Leaders Prayer Breakfast, Thursday, May 7th. You're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Thank you for joining us on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. It really seems today's theme that I believe the Lord granted us, is partnership about teamwork and indeed co-laboring. So somewhere down the line, folks, I want to get on this Westgate church in Salem that just combined with another church from across the river. And it's a really neat story and testimony. I'll be working on that. But for right now, we've got lead pastor Ed Grant from Milwaukee's New Life Christian Center and Jim Allen, who is a sales business trainer and consultant for Wilsonville's Value Based Incorporated, with more information on their relative websites, valuebased.com for Jim and newlifemilwaukee.org for Pastor Ed. So, why do we shoot ourselves in the foot, gentlemen? Why do we replicate the wheel? How come there's so many small church plants sprouting up that have very similar messages and doctrines? And it, it's it seems like while there are a bunch of churches and ministries like yours that are working so hard to team up together, there's a lot more that are out there that are more happy doing their own thing, and I won't exactly call them separatists. And if the Lord is calling you to do your own thing, start small and build from that, by all means, run with that. Yeah. All right, Follow Christ on that. But it seems to me that we can often fall into the tendency of wanting to be our own cowboys, and my way or the highway, or nitpicking on points that are so insignificant that they prevent us from teaming up and working more effectively and get into a synergy where we are more valuable as a team than we were would be as individual parts. So why, why do we do that and how can we fix it? Obviously, you are on the way to do so when it comes to co-labor ministries and all one, the, these churches of the North Clackamas area that have already teamed up for so many projects together as well as fellowship. How do you get to that point? That's a great question, Mike. <clears throat> I think it really has to be uh, the work of God in a person's heart because it's easier for a lot of us to be independent, um, our own kingdom, our own church, our own budget, our own buildings, and I'm going to take care of mine. And um, with the uh, work of God in our hearts, moved by the Holy Spirit, I think it changes our, our hearts, our eyes, 
we begin to see that if we partner together, for instance, I love working with uh, Jim Allen, Blake Schellenberg, some of these guys in co-labor ministries because they're making a great impact in the business community. I'm a pastor. I probably will never have a, a big impact in the business community, but I can, ha- I can have a partnership and a friendship with a group and an organization that does, and I can pray, I can give, I can serve, we can open our building for you know various meetings that they'd like to have as their leaders meet together. Uh, so um, it, it's been a lot of fun so far. You mentioned new churches starting. One of the statistics about brand new church starts is that typically they reach more people in a short time than an established church because they're hungry for growth. They're hungry to meet people. They knock on doors. They give out food at parks and certain places. So there's a lot of good things that happen with new churches start. Uh, it does seem like sometimes there are a lot of them starting, but oftentimes four or five years down the road, there's there's some, you know, like companies, I guess, mm-hmm. that, that that don't make it. And I think God continues to speak to people's hearts and say, this is the burden, this is the call that I have for you. Some great churches in the Milwaukee, uh, Clackamas area. So I want to open up this question both to you, businessman Jim Allen, and you, Pastor Ed Grant. What is the litmus test that tells us what we're doing, we're doing to be obedient to God, rather than say, look at me, follow me, I am going to fix this, I'm going to do this right? I think it's intimacy. And, you know, it sounds like a pretty spiritual word, but, you know, it's really just growing closer to the Lord, having that time. I mean, business can be very stressful, um, and especially entrepreneurs, you know, owners of companies. That's a lot of what we what we work with. And uh, that's huge, um, big demands on families, finances, uh, time. Um, I really believe God uses that as kind of a refining place for many men and women, is the, the marketplace, to kind of draw us to the end of ourselves and to the beginning of him. But it's really spending time with him and just connecting and getting that intimate in that intimate place where you're really doing things out of a place of rest. That's been a real challenge for me because in my business, it's fast-paced, high-tech, sales, marketing. And um, really, the Lord's been saying, Jimmy, can you do this with rest without striving, without having to grow the business? Can you just do it so you're intimate with me 24-7 or at least the eight hours, your 10, 12 hours of your workday, not just in the morning or in the evening or Sundays? And I, to me, that's my key, Mike. I don't know if that would speak uh, for other people, but to me, it's it's when I've got that intimate time and I'm in that plug, plugged-in place most of the day, um, I tend to soften, I tend to love, I tend to want to collaborate, co-labor, and uh, work with one another and partner instead of doing it on my own. So ideally, we would be doing this in all of the church body, Pastor Ed Grant, but uh, Jim Allen, is this something that you really emphasize at the meetings for co-labor ministries? We do. In fact, we I can remember we met at, at Ed Grant's church one night, and that was for prayer. All the leaders were getting together for prayer. And we it was kind of dubbed an intercessory prayer time. And uh, we got together. We came in. We walked down out of the sanctuary where I thought we were going to meet into another building. And we walked in, and there was soft music. There was blankets on the floor, pillows, chairs. Everything was dimly lit, and there was no prayer circles, no chairs, nothing. And then uh, the instructions were just rest in the Lord. That was an intercessory prayer meeting. I'd never been to one like that before. And I said, well, this is interesting. And the, and so we kind of just went to our own corners. We didn't, we didn't get into groups. We didn't have a prayer you know, agenda. We didn't have a direction. We didn't have any worship going. We had music going on in the background. But we all walked out of there feeling at such peace, such rest, so connected with God that uh, we accomplished 
I think what we needed in ourselves now needed to go into some prayer. So it was a very different experience. But this was kind of, again, at Ed's church, and we kind of got outside the box. We said, let's have a different kind of meeting. It really was an, you can be interceding with just your God's presence in you. If you're walking around in peace, you're walking in that place of rest, you're a walking prayer. <laughs> and that was kind of a lesson for You us. are a pea in a pod to my friend and mentor and the chair of the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Wendy Jones, who, when I was going through struggles and a season of, of um, being overwhelmed business-wise, even working full-time in ministry at my previous job, her suggestion was to put on the brakes and crank up the worship. Mm. So it, it's funny and and in a good way that you are doing the same thing at Coolers by putting on those brakes and putting on the worship and listening for God's still small voice. And God willing, gentlemen, the efforts that we make at the 2015 Clackamas County Mayor's and Civic Leaders Prayer Breakfast will serve others and share his love with and make people Take a ball. So I'd like to say thank you to Pastor Ed Grant of New Life Christian Center and Jim Allen of Value Based Incorporated of Wilsonville. Anyone you want to say bye to on the way out? I guess that'll be it yeah. then. I got all these websites <laughs> and I'm going to add it to TrueTalk800.com. So thank you for joining us. Thank you, Clark Hilton, for producing us from across the glass. And thank you for being just a part of Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.